This episode is sponsored by Spi Graphics, that's S-P-I-I, whose work you will all recognize as the creative talent behind our beautiful new podcast cover art. Emily, owner of Spi Graphics, believes that graphic design is more than just pretty pictures. It's a chance to create an authentic experience for your customers and to surprise and delight them at every turn. Emily works closely with heart-centered entrepreneurs to develop their messaging so that the images created are thoughtful and resonate with and attract the right customers. As a fellow business owner, Emily understands the struggles that can come with running your own business, including time constraints, digital marketing, making everything look cohesive, and crafting the perfect message. This is why she works to make the process as easy as possible for her clients. She believes everyone has unique gifts to share with the world, and she is so grateful to be a small part of her customer's journey. And we can just say personally that it was a pleasure to work with Emily. We were so impressed at how accurately she was able to capture our show and put it in graphic design, and we are just very happy to recommend her work. If you are looking for a partner in graphic design, please stop by her website at speegraphics.com. That's S-P-I-I graphics.com, or follow along at Instagram at S-P-I-I underscore graphics to see if Emily would be the right fit. Thanks so much for supporting the brands that support our show. And now on to the show. You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Before we get into today's topic, we want to let everyone know about our winter book club pick, which we'll discuss on February 26th. We'll be reading Once Upon a River by Diane Setterfield, and I've got a quick summary to entice you. Mm. On a dark midwinter's night in an ancient inn on the River Thames, an extraordinary event takes place. The regulars are telling stories to while away the dark hours when the door bursts open on a grievously wounded stranger. In his arms is the lifeless body of a small child. Hours later, the girl stirs, takes a breath, and returns to life. Those who dwell on the riverbank apply all their ingenuity to solving the puzzle of the girl who died and lived again. Three families are keen to claim her. Each family has mysteries of its own, and many secrets must be revealed before the girl's identity can be known. So, we think this mm. is a perfect winter book mm-hmm. club book, so grab a copy and join us for the book club on February 26th. Okay, and on to today's topic. Today, we are going to talk about being set in your ways. I'm excited about mm-hmm. this. So, I think it seems inevitable as you get older to become set in your ways, and sometimes it's probably a good thing because yeah. <laughs> you know what you like, yes. you know what works for you, so you stick to that. Um, but I think other times we might get set in our ways and we might not even realize it, Mm -hmm. and it would be helpful to get an outside perspective. Mm -hmm. So that is what we're going to do today. We will each share three aspects of our personalities or lives that we feel reflect being set in our ways for good or for bad. Then we'll take cross-examination from each other and see if we change our mind about any of our ways. Okay, I like this. (laughs) So I will let you kick things off. So Tell me the first way that you think you might be set in your ways and tell me how this habit or tendency arose. Okay, before I do that, I just have to say this topic is so interesting because as I sat down to actually think about it, I I don't find myself a very habit-oriented person, uh-huh. like naturally. Yeah. And so, in fact, I feel like I resist, especially good habits. I probably yeah. fall into bad ones, but I kind of like always want to change things up and uh-huh. I... 
I do think I'm always open to trying new things, yeah. but then super stubborn and opinionated uh-huh. at the same time. So it's like a real interesting combo. So I had a hard time thinking of some, which means I probably have more than I think I do. Right, right. It is but, a very good self-reflective yeah. exercise. Yeah. So I started with an easy one. Okay. The other ones paint me in a way less lovely light. <laughs> this one's easy and fairly benign, but okay. I must sit on the aisle on an airplane. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So travel, this came about because just traveling alone more, Mm -hmm. I realized how much more comfortable I was than the few times I'd been even at the window. Yeah. Um, I think I feel real trapped in the interior and I'm not a super claustrophobic person, but something about an airplane does that to me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize it at first because I had always sat in the middle because I had only flown with Jeremiah. Oh, interesting. Like the few, you know, till okay. I got a little bit older and had flown more on my own. Mm-hmm. It was like, if we're going to sit next to each other and mm-hmm. one of us is going to sit on the aisle, it's going to be the lumberjack. Right. With the long yeah, legs. Yeah. With the long legs and the big arms. Right. Um, so I hadn't really experienced gotcha. the aisle. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I like this a lot better. And I can't sleep on an airplane anyways, no matter where I'm sitting. So the window does me no good. Gotcha. Right. To lean. Um, So yeah, that's how it started. Okay. Interesting. Uh, What are maybe some benefits or challenges to being this way? Okay. Many a benefit. Okay. I usually fly Southwest, so I can pick. Right. Um, As long as you get A or B. Yeah. Leg room. Mm-hmm. which I have short legs, but it's just nice to be able it to is. put them in a different position. Uh, breathing air. Like <laughs> I just feel like you have more to your left or right where right. it's like open air and right. not like seat back. Not, um, not just your seatmates. Yeah. Air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like side space Okay, just to like lean one way yeah. into the aisle a little bit or right. like, you know, when you have to get, um, your purse out from under your seat and yeah. you just have to stay perfectly in right. line. It's so hard, but if you <laughs> can just lane. like swing out into the a aisle little a little bit, it makes it so much better without bumping your seatmate. Yeah. Um, so that you can get up to stretch or go to the bathroom without disturbing anyone yeah. on a longer flight. Yeah. It's easier to communicate with the flight attendant. You're not like True. come again. No, I said diet Coke, That's right. diet Coke. <laughs> Ken, pass it down. Diet Coke. <laughs> and then like, if you need to, I try not to do this. I try to have everything like in my personal item on the floor, but yeah. you can get something out of your carry on. Right. Like traveling with kids, you might forget something yeah. and you need to do that. So yeah. Challenges. You do get bumped often with the cart coming down oh, gotcha. or like people the going. elbow is out yeah. there, foot or something. Okay. Um, but I don't sleep anyways, so it doesn't really yeah. matter too much. You are the one getting disturbed if someone needs to go to the bathroom right. or whatever, but I don't really mind the chance to get up. Yeah. Um, and then if me and Jeremiah are flying together, we will like both take an aisle. So we don't always oh, sit right next to each other. So we'll maybe sit like across the aisle, on the from, aisle each across other? from each other. Gotcha. Um, so that kind of stinks sometimes, but yeah. also it's more comfortable. Right. It's, fine. Uh, it's just not always available, especially right. if you're not flying Southwest. Yeah. And then I, but I will even like pay more for early bird boarding gotcha. and whatever to ensure that. So that's yeah. kind of a drawback. Okay. But okay. So <clears throat> I guess then my follow up questions would be, um, I mean, like how like ruined is your flight now if you can't get the aisle? I mean, a little bit ruined. Like, like I feel real antsy and And anxious. it probably just depends on the length of time. Yes. Like un- two hours or under. Yeah. Okay. But right. more than two hours. Yes, I have a real hard ooh. time. Yeah. And usually I'm flying now either with Jeremiah, mm-hmm. with my just myself or with the girls. And with gotcha. the girls, I always can have the aisle because. Right. You're going to get a whole row. Right. So I don't really have to do it. But the couple times maybe I have forgotten to. Like 
it it gets ruined to the point of like because I will be so physically uncomfortable the mm-hmm. whole time and like my back will hurt by the time uh-huh. I get there and just be like yeah so tense that like I have if I've forgotten to check in early on Southwest yeah. I've gone to the counter and just be like how much can I pay oh, to upgrade yeah. to mm-hmm. A because mm-hmm. you can usually and it's usually by the way fun tip it's only like 30 bucks mm, interesting 40 bucks something like that. it depends on like how many people I think it depends I think, on but, the flight yeah and then you're like a one through 15 so you can get an aisle seat or uh, exit row yeah so okay all right i think i probably uh know the answer to this is this something you want to change at no all? <laughs> i feel very strongly about my aisle seat and you feel i good. would like to be like maybe a little more flexible in my travel. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I, w- if I traveled more, I would become a little more like, eh, well, it's not as big of a deal, but right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I stand by the aisle seat as okay. a favorite and it usually works out because some people really want the, yeah, the yeah. window. So yeah. I'm, I am usually a window person, okay. although I feel like I've become more open in recent years. Just, yeah. Being able to get up, go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. have that little bit of extra leg room. Um, I will say though, now traveling with the kids, it seems like I'm often in a middle seat because to separate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll split up. Usually we're, usually we're traveling all four or it's just me and a boy. Okay. So we'll let them have the window seat. I just always remember traveling as a kid and always my dad, like having us get the window seat, like reserving those seats for us. Um, so then I'm sitting in the aisle, but so far it's okay. Yeah. I feel like we more typically just do like one of us with the two girls. Oh, gotcha. And then the, the other, other one, one across on. the aisle. And then the other one, yeah, we trade off which one it's going to be. So you get like, like a that. relaxing like free flight. On yeah, the way we, might, we might need to switch yeah. to that model. That's kind of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, you're set in your ways, but it sounds like you have a healthy way to like be set in your ways. Yes. You yes. Know? I'm <laughs> not rude about it. You're I'm not, not like, hey, I'm taking this aisle no, seat. Totally. Get up, buddy. <laughs> totally. I will like pay the extra and be right. like, hey, that's important to right. me. So I'll just be civil about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my first one, I, I kind of went the opposite way. I went with uh, probably a more significant tendency and I'm going to get, uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to get deeper quicker. Yeah. Um, okay. So mine, I just, I feel like this is what I first thought of. I just feel like this is a, just a defining characteristic of Kelsey. <laughs> um, and that is just my adherence to schedules, routines, and habits. Yeah. That is, I just live and breathe them. Right. And so I will say, and kind of the specific things about this that I think of are going to bed early, waking up early, my weekly workouts at consistent times, sticking to my calendar once it, once it's set, um, and not having too much on my calendar, especially in the evenings and on weekends. Yeah. So those are kind of the things I think about that are guiding that very, forces. Yeah, yeah. Very set in my ways okay. about, um, I definitely remember always being probably a like tending towards habits and schedules, Mm -hmm. but I think it's been definitely just, you know, becoming an adult, setting up your own life, Mm -hmm. learning more, just Mm -hmm. more self-knowledge and stuff that I've, you know, probably honed that and become even more set in my ways. Okay. You know, especially just now having a family. Yes. That kind of dictates where you have flexibility. And so then when I have that time, it's like, I want full control over it and I want it to be this way. (laughs) Right, right. So what are some benefits? I mean, I would say there's a lot of benefits to that and more more people would aspire to that so that there's probably a lot of benefits. I do feel like there's a lot of benefits. Um, I feel like I'm a really productive person Mm -hmm. and I think it helps me be a healthy person, Mm -hmm. like stick to the healthy routines that I want to have. I think I have, I think a lot of those are parts of my toolbox 
mm. like my toolbox to help me accomplish goals that mm-hmm. I set. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I am very goal oriented anyway. I think that's kind of a part of it, but mm-hmm. then I can kind of break down like, okay, well, what are the habits or routines, the schedule that I need yeah. to accomplish yeah. this goal? I can do that. Um, I think I'm dependable, mm-hmm. which I think totally. is a good way to be. Um, and I think too, I just, I know what kind of schedule and routines I like. So I think that helps me say no to things that would otherwise bring me more stress than joy. Okay. And mostly that's from like... Too life experience yeah okay you know gotcha. from learning like uh no i don't like to do that right or you know when i do have too much on the schedule i am like but that's good flustered. i feel like that helps you be really self-aware I there's a lot so. of people that are like we'll just keep saying yes right. to things that they don't right so yeah. if you have that as kind of your benchmark like no i like this routine right okay so what are some challenges to that okay so children <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, probably children. Those I will say people. like I will say me personally, I just feel I mean, I wouldn't I aspire to be a flexible person, but I I don't feel like I'm super flexible. Okay. Um and so or I would say like not without having some like stress or annoyance. Right. You right. know what I mean? Um like here here's a really funny example. Um Two of my best girlfriends, um, shout out to Laura and Carrie, before I was getting married, Mm -hmm. they planned a trip to come out here and surprise me for like a bachelorette party weekend. Mm -hmm. And they were conspiring with Chris and Mm -hmm. like had their flights and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, They were coming in on a Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And at this time, I always went to a Friday afternoon spin class. (laughs) Always. (laughs) That's so funny. And so then, you know, the date is approaching. It's like that week. And Chris is like, Hey, could you like skip your spin class on Friday? And I'm like, well, why? Like, <laughs> where I'd be like, uh, yeah, what do you need me to do? A root canal? Sure. No. <laughs> and so I just, and he couldn't give me a specific yeah, reason. Yeah. He probably should have come up with something, right. but he didn't have a specific reason. Just kept being like, just be available. And so I kind of like, well, he must be planning something, but I was like, that doesn't seem right, like him. Right. So I was honestly like very annoyed yeah. that I was not getting to go to my spin class and just, and, and for like no reason, mm-hmm. you know, and so it wasn't until I came home and then they pop out they're right. like behind my kitchen island. Right. I'm like, Oh, okay. Of course it's worth it. But it is just hard for me to go with the flow in those times. Yeah. And it's like, it is fine, Kelsey. Yeah. It is fine to deviate. And if you can just like, just let someone else be in charge, like, no, it's going to be right. okay. So right. even in the name of fun, it is right. hard for me to be flexible. Um, and I will say too, like one particular aspect, I do not like to compromise on my early bedtime. Uh-huh. I am just finding more and more like evening commitments. I'm just already, I'm like, starts at seven. Oh man. <laughs> That means you're like that, already doing the math that about is what time so you'll get late. to bed. Exactly. <laughs> that is so late. And I mean, I will say I've I've eliminated those from my life wherever I can. Right. <laughs> right. The ones Do that- not ask Kelsey to go for a drink after no, seven. That's not I'm happening. Like, don't ask me to go for a drink after seven and I won't ask you to meet me for coffee at 6 a.m. Right. <laughs> like exactly. That's an agreement. It's fair. We, can we do lunch. We do brunch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The ones that I still have in my life, it is like, they are definitely worth it. My high fitness yeah. class starts at eight. Yeah. Book club starts at seven. But like, I have seen that those add more value. Right. Than, it's worth it. Exactly. I will say too, though, that is crazy because the first, what, three, four years of this podcast. That's true only happened at like at 8 night. p.m. Oh my god. 
like kind of gives me anxiety. Friends, Kelsey churned out quality content for you well past her. Okay, her so that kind of makes threshold. me feel good. It was like I yeah, you can if where you need I have to, to be, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be. So and you could still be in like at home. Yeah, and it's that like was the traveling and the oh, what time that was a little bit home? different. We were just like walking back and forth. That's you true. were often just That's like true. coming over. It wasn't like a lot of effort to like yeah. put on slippers and walk yeah. next door. But still, what about like traveling? Like, I feel like that's one uh, where you kind of have to sometimes compromise, like, bedtime to right. stay up late chatting with girlfriends or whatever, or yeah. I think, schedule. I think I do an okay job just because when it's something that I can mentally anticipate uh-huh. and plan for, uh-huh. I can get in that space and be like, I know that it's beneficial. I'm going to want to be seeing people, or I just, I need to get in a flexible headspace right. and go with the right. flow. So I think I can do an okay job. And travel, I'm assuming you like a pretty well-planned out trip. You don't like just like, oh, we'll wake up and see how we feel. For sure. Although I will say that sometimes it can be, it doesn't have to be like the itinerary all set for the day. Maybe it's just like, okay, we'll do this or like this. activity plan. I almost think because I'm so regimented in my like life Mm -hmm. that then it will be like, okay, this is my chance to kind of be okay, on so you embrace it a little bit and let go. Okay, and I think I can enjoy it. Like it's like this is a designated time, yes. to be off the schedule. <laughs> I've been given permission. It's the scheduled off schedule time, exactly. <laughs> as long as my fun is scheduled, yes, I'm fine. Okay, with it. I get that. So I get that's that. ki- I think that's kind of the way it works. No, in and my I've head. traveled with you, and I see that. Like yeah. you're not like uptight about yeah. any, you're actually super relaxed. I think that maybe it's like, just, you just good like for me. grin and you're like, yeah, once I have the yes. permission, I think I can no, do it. It's so just, true. I think I don't actually give myself that permission a whole lot in my day to day life. Right. But I think I can like when it's placed, set it aside. Yeah. Um, do you want to change anything about this? Mm, I will say like, not really. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of who I am is because I am yeah. this way. And, and you figured out what works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like I said, I do feel like it's not to the point where I am impacting other people's right. way of being. Or like being. antisocial or rude about yeah, it. Or exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm just kind of like self-aware that way. Um, like, for example, like if a friend is having something, you know, that like a birthday, we're going to go out to dinner starting Mm -hmm. at seven Mm -hmm. and I'm like great I will be there I can hang until nine maybe ten yeah but I'm not making it to the dance club after that right you know and I think people too like my friends now they're like yeah that's Kelsey yeah you know but but I'll come out and make a make an effort you know and I will say that when I go out and do those things I have a good time yeah you know yeah like it's not like you're begrudgingly doing all right exactly exactly um and I think too, just that self-awareness and that self-awareness like with Chris, because Chris can be, he's not a late night guy, which that's great. He's also an early, mm-hmm. early to bed guy, um, but he is more spontaneous. Yes. And so I think we have just like over the years found that respect and understanding of mm-hmm. each other so that it's like, if he like something comes up that he wants to do or something like that, I can be like, yeah, you go do that. Like Mm -hmm. it would stress me out to Mm -hmm. like change my plans or to miss this, but I'm totally fine with you doing it. And he's kind of the same way. He'll be like, Hey, I know this is unexpected, but could I go do this or whatever? So I feel like we have a good understanding of that. Like definitely after plenty of miscommunications or (laughs) run-ins or, you know, things like that, that it was like, Oh, I'm so stressed. Yeah. But you're like trying to make it work. And then you're just resentful the whole time. Exactly. (laughs) And I think sometimes too, it can take a while 
to understand yeah like that. what it is about it that even bothers right. you right that it's just because well, it was suddenly not why am i so stressed yes. out that we're gonna go do this like pretty fun thing like, right why am i in a bad mood yeah. about it and it's like oh just because i needed just like a quiet evening or because yeah. i was just planning to read my book and right. actually that's what i wanted to do right <laughs> right so i like that okay give give me your next set <clears throat> in your ways okay I just had a talk with Jeremiah about this the other day. So I, this is going to make me sound shallow and I'm going to put it out there right okay. now and I'm going to explain okay. the, the deeper reasons That's behind all right, it. But, but there's no judgment here. I care deeply about how put together the girls are. Mm, okay. Like probably more so than myself. Like okay. I today left the house, no makeup on, uh-huh. like whatever, but I, Okay. So here are the benefits to being okay. this way. I think okay. I, f- I will say, first of all, I think that it developed partly because I just really love it. To mm-hmm. me, like it's one of my favorite parts of being a mom is when they were little, like picking out yeah. cute little things for them and getting them all dressed up and yeah. not like fancy. It was still comfortable things for them to play in and whatever, but just, I just like love little kid clothes. I think yeah. it's so cute and the bows and all the yeah. things. So I, I am not like a toddlers and Tierra's mom about it, but yeah. I just like them to be put together. And I also found early on that <laughs> this will sound yellow, but I think there's some moms that if they had, are honest with themselves, okay. will agree with me here. They look cuter. Mm-hmm. And when they look cuter, naughtiness is easier to deal with. Oh, it just is. If you come in here looking a hot mess with syrup all over your face, the birds, birds nest yeah, hair, nothing matching or like right. gross pajamas, and then you're being a jerk. No, <laughs> it's just like, you're not trying in any way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there is just something about nothing it. Is like, redeemable about I feel like this. I could appreciate they're like, okay, but they're little and they're you know, cute. Like little, cute little pigtails. Right. Like you right. just, it gives me like a second's pause right. in my irritation level. Okay. And and actually, I was just hearing somebody else talk about this. Oh, Rachel Hollis was talking about how she always does her toddler's hair really cute okay. and everything gets her really cute for like travel uh-huh. because yeah. she's going to be a monster at some point okay. in the flight. <laughs> right. And first, everybody already saw her walk down the See? aisle with her little teddy <laughs> and her cute pigtails and all of the things. And they're like, oh. she's so sweet. And then they're like, oh, she's having a hard time. Right, right. But if you bring this like disaster child on the plane, right. they're like, like oh, oh, God, please don't sit next to me. <laughs> So I do think there are other moms that feel this way a little bit. I do think for me too, it's about, um, I think definitely at the beginning, it it was like one thing I could kind of control Yeah. when everything felt so out of control. Like I could put that in order and felt like I was like, check one thing off of like, made me feel like a better mom, you know, this like tangible way to express your love. Yeah. Like a very taking care of nurturing kind of thing. And I think the benefits are they do look cuter often. Yeah. There's something to be said for yeah. some pigtails and a matching outfit. Yeah. Um, they, I do think I'm teaching them how to take pride in their appearance mm-hmm. and like feel their best and mm-hmm. like um, without making that like the most important right. thing. Um, I'm teach- It's like hygienic to true. have their hair That's like true. actually up and out of their face and yeah. prevent some lice I'm maybe. Take, and, I'm going to take a page from your book on that when I have yeah, a little I, girl. It really, because the long hair especially gets syrup in it and it gets, yeah. I mean... It's just cleaner. It reflects nicely on me. I will fully admit like people compliment me then Mm -hmm. on how cute they look, especially when they were littler. They are then, I'm assured that they're dressed appropriately for whatever Uh like weather or activity that we're doing. And to me, it's about like using the nice things they have. Mm -hmm. Like if I left it up to them all the time, it would be the same like ready pair of jeans and t-shirt. It's like you have all, it feels like it's going to waste because they're going to grow out of the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Those are the benefits. Okay. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about some challenges, Erica. (laughs) 
Okay. So we are running into some battles. Okay. Not because they have very specific ideas about what they want to wear. And I'm like, no, I don't like okay. that. It's more because they don't want to put any effort into it. Oh, and so okay. to me, that feels like you're just being lazy gotcha. or you don't want it because it's the same in the same vein as, no, we're going to brush our teeth every day. Mm-hmm. We're going to brush our hair, like uh-huh. taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm realizing where I need to find ways to give them more ownership, which they definitely, I mean, they help pick out their outfits for the week. Mm-hmm. So guide them, but like in a teaching way, not in a, like, you know, that doesn't match, go back upstairs and change. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, no, you pick that out of your dirty clothes. Like instead of just being like reactive to things. Um, I've also realized it's partly some projection of my own childhood. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, we had four kids and not a lot of money and Mm -hmm. I was definitely well clothed and taken care of, but I had a lot of like goodwill things and, Uh um, you know, hand-me-downs and random mismatched whatever. And I Mm -hmm. feel like I noticed that from a very early Mm -hmm. age that I didn't have the same jeans as other kids had Mm -hmm. or I had. And and I'm not huge on name brands. I'm talking Target and Old Navy, but just like cute styles and like cute new fresh shoes that weren't falling apart. Right. So I feel like I'm a little bit sensitive about Mm -hmm. that with them because we can give them those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just this like balance of getting to this place where the, the, bigger goal of taking care of yourself and taking Mm -hmm. pride in yourself Mm -hmm. and being grateful for what you have and Uh like you know is mixed with their own ownership Uh and what they're comfortable in and creativity so Uh we've talked about a couple ways to maybe work on this like where I would take them individually out on a shopping date because I've definitely taken them before but I feel like it doesn't have the same quality time impact when it's both of them yeah yeah and say okay we're gonna make a list like we would like for back to school when they've grown out and need some new things we need two pairs of jeans right four shirts yeah and you can pick them out Mm. but the deal is they all have to go together gotcha right like so that whenever you pick anything i like that it matches you know gotcha um so we kind of have set some parameters at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then also like okay but it also all has to work together like teaching them then how to like kind of a little mini capsule wardrobe because right. it's kind of how you have to do it with kids because they grow right. out of that section of clothes yeah. so quick. Exactly. So. And they just have so many patterns and yes. colors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or they potentially could. Yes. And they don't match anything else in their right. closet. And like, right. Except for that one thing. And the shoe situation, like I don't want them wearing open toe to, to uh-huh. school. And uh-huh. so like those, you know, mm-hmm. you have to have shoes that are actually going to match that. So outfit. tell me where, like tuck up, Tell me like where are these like really specific pain points? Cause you're saying that you like you kind of help them pick out their outfits for the week. And you've talked about that before you like pick out the outfits mm-hmm. for the week on Sunday and they're all set. So then you kind of are able to help. Is it at that point, are they trying to pick out stuff that you're needing to guide them away from? Or then during the week, are they trying to put different things on or is it more the like brushing teeth, brushing hair? All of the, literally all of the above. Okay. They're just like being like, I don't want to deal with it about Uh, all of those. I see. And I've been a little lazy about like, they're putting their clothes away. So I'm like, okay, just get your outfits picked and I'll come check them later. But then I maybe don't do that. Or I, I think like, okay. It probably is easier to be there at the time before they're attached to it. So I need to be, if it's important, Jeremiah was saying this to me, like, I get that it's important to you and I get some of the reasons it's important to Mm -hmm. you. And I think you are really good at like teaching them yeah. those things. But then you got to have to be, you can't have it both ways. Like right. you can't be like, oh, you go pick out your teaching outfits. Teaching them independence, but also yes. having the veto or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so you have to of. like be there to gradually lead them uh-huh. out of that then. Because yeah. my thing is like, well, you know what matches. Right. But right. Do, do, they? They? <laughs> do they? Do they? Right. So like it's a simple color matching, <laughs> right, you know, right. but not really. Right. So. Okay. So yeah. And what about the hair? Is that 
like a big battle? Um, or? No, they've always been good about doing their hair. I think lately um, I will let them on the weekends just like I do usually ask them to put it like up and they can do like their own ponytail. It doesn't really okay. stay, but it gets their hair out of their face. Yeah. But then I seriously find myself being like, oh, why do you look like such a ragamuffin <laughs> all weekend long? So I am really set. Like it does really kind of mm-hmm. bother me. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, maybe do their hair one time throughout the whole weekend. Uh But yeah, they don't fight me on that or anything. I think it's just more of, I don't know. Or I want to do something like maybe cutesier and they just want a ponytail. They just want the basic. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but you look so cute like that. Right. Right. Okay. You know, maybe finding some, I think even like that though, I could sit and do, okay, let's go look on Pinterest for a couple hair ideas and change. Like I know you're, yeah, maybe you don't like these kind of buns anymore but we can pick a couple other like big girl Mm -hmm. hairstyles so i just need to be more proactive about it if i if it matters to me so much because when they were little Mm -hmm. it was all me right i could just do i mean right they don't care what you put on they're fighting to even put on pants in the first place like (laughs) right (laughs) i've never had and and they've never been bad about that Mm -hmm. um so I've literally just been able to be like, okay, this is what you're wearing yeah. today. So right. Right. I think I'm just going to need to be more proactive about okay. it and and also back off where gotcha. it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So so <clears throat> maintaining this value, but kind of, it sounds like you're moving into kind of a different phase yes. with them. Yes. So kind of finding some different yeah. ways to Because I don't want teenage clothing that. battles. I want to be like, hey... We will go shopping. I will. Right. My teenage clothing battles were like, can I please have some jeans that have uh-huh. some sort of label on them? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't, they will have that. Yeah. So I want them to know, like, we will get fun, stylish, funky mm-hmm. things, but you need to at least, like, yeah, be no, put together. Yeah. Know how to look put together. And be appropriate okay. for, like, the activity. Okay. Yeah. You know? All right. I think that's reasonable. Okay. Right. I do need to calm down about it, though, okay. for sure. <laughs> I probably talked real loud and fast. I'm very passionate <laughs> very about children's passionate. clothing. <laughs> Okay, uh, my next one, um, we are going to feel the exact opposite, but that's okay. This is our 25% that we're like yeah. complete opposites yeah. on. Uh-huh. Um, I am not a pet person. Oh, you've decided. I mean, yeah, and I think I've been Hold this on. way for a while. Yeah. So um, You inherited a pet. Yeah. And so I will say, I grew up having pets. We had um, this great little mutt dog, Sparky, mm-hmm. that was this like... Who didn't have a great little mutt dog oh, named Sparky growing a, up? Like reddish brown wired hair, oh, little terrier yeah. with no tail, like <laughs> just pound, a little hot pound mess. puppy. Just <laughs> yeah. like I've never seen, I'll occasionally like see a dog that I'm like, oh my God, that resembles Sparky because yeah. it was yeah. a very interesting looking dog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I grew up with that dog and then I did um, like beg my parents for a puppy, wrote an impassioned letter uh-huh. that I think they still have that then they like got out to show me like, see how you said you'd always take care of it <laughs> and now here you go off to college <laughs> and we still have this dog. <laughs> um, and and we always had like at least one or two cats. Um, so I didn't come from like an anti-pet, yeah. anti-animal like family. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't hate animals yeah. at all. And in fact, like I don't, don't even eat, eat them. I don't even eat them. <laughs> right. So I feel like actually incredibly passionate right. towards animals. Right. Um, my like adult pet history is that when I moved out here and moved in with Chris, um, his sister had a dog, a Vishla, which mm-hmm. is kind of a, a, a bigger, short haired, very active dog breed mm-hmm. that, that Chris had always loved. Um, and his sister 
like had kids and just wasn't able to give this dog as much time and attention and was like, Hey, would you like this? Mm -hmm. Like, could you, you know, do you you want to have this dog? And he was like, yes. And so that became our dog Mm -hmm. drew and he was an awesome dog Mm -hmm. and we loved him. And like, I mean, just, you know, he was our baby mm-hmm. and we did everything with him and he was, you know, He's all the pictures. Boy. Oh, such a handsome mm-hmm. beast. Um, and love, love, loved him. Um, he was already maybe eight or so when we got him. Anyway, he was, I guess, about 14 or 15 mm-hmm. when Dash was born mm-hmm. and his health was declining, just mm-hmm. getting so much arthritis. And so we had to have him put down. Um, Dash was only maybe eight or nine months old. Mm-hmm. And I will just say that was still just one of the most difficult experiences of my life it's so hard it is so hard to make that decision you Mm -hmm. keep on thinking now's not the time to make it until suddenly it just is the time to make that decision and you are not ready and it's abrupt but not exactly you've seen it coming exactly exactly so i mean i just remember the two weeks like leading up Mm -hmm. to that we were having more and more conversations just crying Mm -hmm. so much you know finally Um, It was a pretty peaceful, um, you know, peaceful passing. We were there. We were holding him. Mm -hmm. I was, I just, oh. All the ideal way you could choose it. It really was. The vet was so compassionate. um, But. Oh, it was so hard. So I know. So hard. I know. And I know you were kind of talking after Miko passed away. You Mm -hmm. said you could see how people either would want to get a dog right away or like never again. And for me, I think um, kind of some other things that I'll talk about for, for me, it was like that emotion, like never again. And it's very specific. Mm -hmm. It's even different for me. I've had, you know, family members Mm -hmm. pass away and I, and I'm not saying that it was like harder, but there is something more like something raw and pure about it because animals are just so uncomplicated. Yeah. You know, like there is just this innocence there and Mm -hmm. this like sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. that you feel that you don't necessarily for like a, you know, Mm -hmm. an aunt or a grandmother that passes away. And so it just, it's just this special kind of pain. It really is. So Mm -hmm. I get, I can understand that. Yeah. So anyway, that is kind of a little bit of the history that I think then we didn't have a pet. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I will say at the same time, like since then for me, benefits no pet to take care of. Yeah. <laughs> no pet, no pet mess to clean up. Yes. No pet hair on my furniture or clothes. Right. Um, no pet to account for or worry about when we travel. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like what I just talked about, no pet to be emotionally attached to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just like across the board, like I don't want a fish. I don't want a hamster. I don't want yeah. a cat. I don't want a dog. <laughs> no. I don't want any of it. If you have four <laughs> legs or a tail. Exactly. You are not welcome for And now. I think for me, it's just like those benefits for me, it's not like I'm just like, oh, we just don't have a pet right now. I'm yeah. like, honestly, I like take joy in not having yeah. a pet. Yeah. Because I'm like, I enjoy not seeing pet hair around right. my house. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And just, and I just remember when we did have Drew traveling and just, yeah. Oh, I wonder if they're okay. Yeah, like he's being boarded sure. and you know, just always that was like a little tug at your heartstrings mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, I will say for me, challenges from my perspective, mm-hmm. none. <laughs> none. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, luckily, Chris and I are on the same page. Yeah, it's it would not, be hard if you, would, one of you really wanted it. It would be very hard. And you know what? I mean, 
if I, if Chris did like desperately want a dog and we had a dog, I'm sure it would be fine. Yeah. Cause when we had Drew, I wasn't like, Oh God, I can't wait to get no, rid and of this dog. I think dog. that's way better. Like if, if you are in, you want to be all in. Right. And if I'm out, I'm all out. Yeah. Like don't be the person who gets a dog out of obligation right. and is annoyed with it all the uh-huh. time. You exactly. know, like so many people, I feel yeah. like, Oh, we should have a dog for the kids. Right. Or, right. And then they're just constantly annoyed by this yes. dog. Yeah. And I will say it's really funny. Like just among our like neighborhood and school community, I feel like since the since the school holidays, I have seen I don't know at least three families like all got puppies for oh, Christmas gosh, yeah. and like have their yeah. puppies and they're you know just oh she peed all over the house today yeah. I've got to clean that up and I'm just like nope yeah no thank you <laughs> no and that's good to just know like I'm not there <laughs> yeah yeah um, in terms of uh, something I want to change <laughs> clearly not no. Clearly not. Not anytime soon. Anyway. Yeah, it sounds like maybe as the kids got older, if one of you got the itch, you'd be open to it. Mm, but it would be, no. I don't, know if I don't know if I'd take it I don't that know far. if I'd say open. I don't know if I'd take it that far. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much the boys have, oh my gosh, it was so funny on Cedric's birthday, which was recently. He was blowing out his candles and then Chris was like, make a wish. You know, like just think it in your head. Uh-huh. And you saw him thinking, he blew out the candles and he goes, I want a puppy. Like he yeah. blurred. I had to say it. <laughs> and you know, they've kind of mentioned they're not on any kind of a campaign yeah. at all. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know what? In our family, we just, we don't have pets right now. Yeah. That's just kind yeah. of the blanket no, thing. So good. I feel like I cannot foresee taking on just that additional responsibility. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anytime soon. No, and probably goes along with your other tendency yeah, of the routines and the exactly. whatever. Like that introduces a whole new set of routines. It does. It does. So until you're like excited about that, right. there's or no feel, point. Like feel like I have yeah. that room or something. Yeah. I feel like maybe one day, like when the kids are all out of the house and it does feel like we have just the yeah. more time, less obligation, I could maybe potentially foresee considering. A conversation. Exactly. <laughs> It would have to be a non-shedding situation, <laughs> very well behaved. But then I will also say, I feel like that's when we're going to want to be traveling to see yes. the kids and traveling. Yeah. And then that kind of right, like, right. You have to have like the perfect setup. Yeah. So I appreciate how other people love their pets. No. And you're so sweet. You're always so sweet to mine. And you were so sweet with me. Go past. It's not like you're like, right. I'm not a heartless pet, pet person. I, just, I can't, I, I can't handle people by the way that are like mad about mm. other people having pets. Yeah. Like if you don't want pets, that's fine. But <laughs> that's like, fine. like I'll have certain family members be like, it's just a dog. Right. Like what are you? I'm just like, I mean, you're just a rude person. <laughs> you're just a person. <laughs> I will say the only other like challenges, and I don't feel like I ever get this, but I do feel like I don't, it almost seems like the majority of people have pets mm-hmm. or a dog. So mm-hmm. sometimes I worry that I'm being judged for like not having a dog <laughs> or I that I you. am like some kind of anti like pet right. hater. Right. You right. Know? It was funny. One of the boys, little like neighborhood friends was over and, um, kind of like to this point and he was like so you don't have a dog <laughs> and I was like no you know every family is different and yeah. some families have pets and some don't so he was just like so there's just people here <laughs> like it is I feel like, like he he's said never so, not I had feel a like dog he said probably. something like well aren't you just lonely with just people <laughs> and I was like actually no it's actually Turns just out. fine <laughs> People don't typically pee on the floor once their body pee. Like, and I'm not cleaning up pet hair, and I'm not cleaning up paw prints. But I feel like that was lost on him. I feel like it gave him the the general point. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Tell me, tell me about your last. Okay, this way. goes a little bit along with that, I guess. Just like kind of where we're at with our 
how we want our life to look on a day-to-day basis. So I, we talked about this a little bit at lunch the other day too. I have a very low tolerance of chaos in my house in particular. Okay. And typically underage chaos. (laughs) Particular (laughs) To be specific. It comes with a certain energy and noise level. Yes. And I feel like I can, I have parties. I like parties. I don't mind that. I don't mind a full house. But once everybody started having kids, Uh I just realized I just get, even with my own kids, just like the anxiety like creeps up and up like the louder it gets Uh and the more running there is Uh and the more screeching Uh there is. Even just babies crying like it really, I will hear a baby crying that has nothing to do with me and it feels like, because I didn't really even have that, that whole phase. It feels like something I need to fix, you know? So I just, I... I bring this up because I we're at another uh, crossroads with that too, like little friends coming over and whatever. And I will say moving houses and having a playroom to go send them to, uh-huh. although they can be loud up there, it's at least out of my immediate like right. line of, of vision. Softens it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and just like go to there. <laughs> yes. And if you make a mess up there, that's fine. Right. It's not even so much about the mess. It's just the general like that energy it is the energy energy it's just because to me like home is like calm and even my kids just are not hyper kids right yeah um just generally and then the way i've set things up they definitely like i mean we don't just scream for no reason and but like (laughs) it's just how we are and jeremiah is the same way and so like my i feel like my home is very calm and peaceful Mm -hmm. so there's a benefit there Uh i feel like it's relaxing for you know it's a place where you relax um and I will say, I think because I've been like a stickler about that, uh-huh. that my kids are not the kids that are likely to go like crazy at somebody mm-hmm. else's house or be, mm-hmm. you know, I like that they're polite and yeah. um, I don't have to really worry about that with them. And things just in general run more smoothly for the mm-hmm. most part. Like I'm not the house that's like, can't find our shoes. We right. can't find, like we have a place for things and we have yeah. an order. Right. And so I'm fine right. with that. Um, some challenges would be having other kids over. Right. Although I've been better about that for sure. Um, I think as the kids have gotten a little older too, where I wasn't constantly worried about somebody falling down a stair or like bumping their head. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. now that I can send them in the backyard or send them upstairs, it's different. Yeah. Um, And just, yeah, as they get older, anticipating that balance of wanting to be the house that all the kids want to hang out at. Yeah. But I don't want a free for all at my house. What comes with. Yeah. How how to set the parameters without. While still making it a place kids want to yeah, be. Yeah, being welcoming. <laughs> right. And making people feel welcome to bring their kids to my house. Yeah. But in a way that like, it's like I almost have to have like an activity set up for yeah. them or something. Like, and I don't know if it's from teaching. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I think I feel the same way. So I don't okay. think it's a just teaching thing. It just, <laughs> the general, like, it's just going to be a free for all at my uh-huh. house with kids running everywhere. I can't handle that. It's no. like, okay, why don't we take out some crayons and color? <laughs> right. Why don't we go play in the backyard? Right. Yeah. Um, it just, because to me, it always leads to somebody's getting hurt. Uh-huh. Somebody's going to be rude. Someone's upset. Somebody's upset. Uh-huh. Somebody's left out. Uh-huh. Someone's finger is getting slammed in a door. <laughs> like I can't do it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also will say, even just with my own kids at home, if we don't have other kids over, some I have to be real careful. Like I'll just hear them being loud uh-huh. or silly, uh-huh. and sometimes they're just having fun. Yeah, and I'm just annoyed. Right, it's not that they're actually right. I'm fine with like having different rules than other families, mm-hmm. um, based on what we you know what yeah. we can tolerate. But sometimes it's not even that they've crossed a line uh-huh. with a rule. It's just that I'm annoyed uh-huh. at their general kind of your threshold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I need to learn to just like put my earbuds in yeah. or whatever. So. I was wondering, what do you remember about 
like that at your house growing up? Like maybe how was your mom or how were you and friends or you and siblings? I mean, you guys could probably mix it up, the four yeah, of you. Yeah, for sure. But I do remember my mom just being annoyed a lot. Okay. And she will say that. Like she <laughs> she was just annoyed at a certain level or she'd let it go to a certain point. And right. she's like, okay, yeah, everybody outside uh-huh. or like, uh-huh. and I just remember even like opening the back door to come in and get a drink or something. She'd be like, why are you in here? <laughs> <laughs> go out and I find myself doing the same thing with uh-huh. my kids or like and I do remember my mom being just like it's not that she never let me have friends over but uh-huh. I feel like she probably preferred since she already had four at right. home too she just, preferred us to go the, play at their house the one friend like, yes not all the friends yeah it was we were not the free-for-all house uh-huh. for sure uh-huh. and then when we got to be like teenagers we had a basement that was like semi-nice yeah not like a finished basement, but it was like nicer down there. And yeah. so we had like a TV and video game set up down there yeah. and we would have like, so we were mm-hmm. out of their like immediate right. vicinity. But right. yeah, I, th- I feel like my mom is pretty similar that okay. way. And the same kind of thing I can see with her, even like with all the grandkids around, mm. if it gets like to a point, right? Kinda she's just like, okay, let's put a movie on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I agree. <laughs> That's, That's right. fine. <laughs> I'm on the same page. Yeah. I feel like I wonder... Um, it must just be such a phase thing too. I mean, especially just given your girls' personalities, it seems like they will more quickly move into like wanting to have friends over. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just feel like with girls, you just want to like talk to your girlfriends in yeah. your room for yeah. long periods of time right. or kind of more have those activities that they're into. Um, so yeah, like little secret clubs. Yeah, and I exactly. feel like, yeah, it tends to be a little quieter anyway. So yeah, I will encourage that. Yeah. I won't be sad about and that. So what are, what are you doing now that you said you feel like you're getting a little bit better? Is it just that kind of the kids have gotten a little older? Or are you just like, like just working to breathe through it? Or you do like make sure you kind of have a set activity or time? Yeah, limit? I feel like if we've had friends over, um, just le- learning how to just block certain things out. Yeah. Like they're just fine. Just be like, that's fine. Yeah. And just, just really kind kids. of pep talking myself mm-hmm. beforehand, even like they're yeah. just being kids. Right. If, and, and I feel like this other pressure when you have people over, you don't want to be the mean mom, uh-huh. but to just be like, no, but you can calmly say, Hey guys, can you take that upstairs? Totally. Like you don't have to be right. like, why aren't you dealing with your kids? Right. Or, you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like I've gotten more comfortable just like yeah. not disciplining, but like guiding like a some whole boundaries. group of kids. Yeah, yeah totally. I'll, I'll do that at my house. Where yeah. It's just like, Hey, it's getting a little bit loud in mm-hmm. here. And you or know. like, we don't like, we have kind of a rule upstairs because they have such a big playroom. We don't play in bedrooms because mm-hmm. I don't want kids in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, I guess they haven't really had like these little close girlfriends yet yeah. where they might be doing that separate yeah. from each other. Yeah. It's been more like just if they're doing that, they're leaving somebody else out. Right. Or they're doing something like they're messing around with something they're not supposed right, to be. So right. it's just like general rule. We <laughs> yeah. just stay in the playroom. Yeah. So when I hear like all the doors closing and stuff, you know, I say, like, oh, we don't play in the bedrooms. Right. We have the whole big playroom here, right. you know. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's getting comfortable with that because okay. it's like. That's good. You know. That's good. It's a change as they get older. Yeah. I, and I do think ultimately you'll look back and, and all of a sudden that phase will be over yeah. where it is like the chaos. Then you'll be worried about the different, what are they plotting up there? Like, right. Quietly in their yeah, rooms. Or like, like when are they coming home? <laughs> right. That's, exactly. So I just need to remember that and be like, okay, how can I set this up? I do want, you know, I feel like it would be good if they're there. I'll order all the pizza and totally. they're, you know, they're as older kids. Yeah. But this in between just like uh-huh. rowdy. Yeah. And they kind of, like you said, they get a little bit older and then they have like things that they just gravitate to on their own where this age, it still feels a little bit like you have to somewhat entertain them to keep it from turning into total anarchy. So it's like this weird in-between age. Yeah. I'm hoping that improves with a couple years, but I think so. 
Okay. Um, okay. My last one is that I just have this tendency of not wanting to read or watch things that, that I perceive will be too emotionally intense. Okay. Um, and I feel like I've just been this way for a long time. We've talked before about our shared dislike of scary things yeah. oh, that yeah. definitely like falls that. in this category, but then even things that, that aren't scary, that will just, yeah, that just seem too emotionally intense for me. Like, you know, a a period piece movie right. that's about a really difficult right. time in history that I'm, and I'll even think like, oh, this, this I is need a, to embrace this. Exactly. Yeah. This is a very important thing mm-hmm. to understand and to like understand from this emotional perspective mm-hmm. but I just like cannot psych myself up to like yeah. go into it um even I feel like sometimes when Chris and I will see a drama that's not even that intense you know because I'm willing to go yeah. see it I do feel like I kind of am just like okay it's gonna be good and then I will end up enjoying it you know yeah. and even if I'm crying or yeah. incredibly moved it will be you know worth it but anyway I just I have found myself being that way and I feel like maybe as I've gotten older a little bit um less likely to like kind of take a risk Mm -hmm. and I'm just like oh just kind of like categorically no like yeah like World War II books you know it kind of has to I have to get a sense that it's you know at a certain level I can handle okay and then like past that point I'm like oh I just I'm just not even willing to put myself there okay you know like there's been some books um that we've read in our in-person book club that I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah. And I can't take that for yeah. a whole book. Um, so I will say uh, one benefit. Um, I am not usually scarred by yeah. what I see or mm-hmm. what I read because I'm not exposing mm-hmm. myself to those things. Um, and I mean, I will say part of this is that, and I don't know if everyone is this way, but when I see or read things that are really difficult or really emotionally intense, I mean, I cannot unread or unsee them. Yeah. And I it sticks with you. For I a while. find myself like even years later, you know, not dwelling on, but it will return to me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of regret that that's mm-hmm. something that my mind can even picture. Right. You know? Right. Um, but let's see. Another benefit just that my reading or movie watching is enjoyable and doesn't depress me because mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be really yeah. emotional. And real life is intense enough. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. Yeah. I'm always like wanting to escape in those things. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to be like, okay, here is like my precious escape time and I'm going to spend it on this really <laughs> on difficult the Holocaust. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I will say that then on the flip side, I do just wonder or worry that I'm missing exposing myself to like yeah, important like books important isolating movies. a little bit about stuff. yeah exactly um that just to like grow as a person to be a compassionate person mm-hmm. a person knowledgeable about the world that those can be really great ways to educate yourself yeah. and just get that emotional experience that empathy the mm-hmm. empathy exactly mm-hmm. like and that's what the emotional experience can give you right so, right um Yes. So do you think this is something you want to change or find a way to like circumnavigate? Like, hey, if there's a way to like right. do this, because it sounds like you're maybe categorically saying, nope, nothing with exactly children who are murdered or exactly. what? <laughs> like, exactly. It's not funny, but you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Instead of being like, maybe approach each individual thing more right. thoughtfully. Yes. I do think maybe so, like maybe there should be topics that I'm like, this is an important thing to expose myself more to Mm -hmm. and then maybe try to find the books or movies that would be like my speed yeah at least like there could at least be that 
or um, I will say that one thing that's really helpful in this is identifying the people that know you that could recommend things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think my mom is a pretty good judge mm-hmm. and she can be like, mm, I yeah. don't know for you. Or she can kind of explain like, well, there's going to be this one scene, but the rest of it, yeah. you know, don't give up on it. Exactly. Um, and our book club, I think like, yeah. it's so we start to really get to know what each other. Exactly. Likes. And so it can be like, okay, well this might not be for you mm-hmm. or you know what? It is worth it. You should. Yeah. And like, okay, it's going to be, I'm going to power through. And yeah. I do think book club actually does help me knowing that there's, there are other people reading it and then I'm going to get to discuss it with people mm-hmm. can sometimes be very redeeming. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, so I guess there's, I guess there's that. Um, I, I do try to intentionally consume books and I don't see a lot of movies, but movies that offered perspectives that are different than mine. Mm-hmm. So I think just like keeping that in mind, right. Not having that turn into, I just don't want to watch anything that challenges me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Cause there's a difference there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is probably the one that I feel like I should be the most open to change like aware of yes yeah. within limits so okay okay all right i like that <laughs> we're set in we a lot a of ways therapy session <laughs> we <here>. sure did <laughs> okay um now just um do you have any examples of how you've become unset in some big or little ways what are some ways that maybe you've changed your mind or just demonstrated that you can change yeah um well, first of all, moving to the desert. Oh, yeah. Because I... That's a good one. was like a fall. I didn't even mind winter that much. I was never the girl that was cold all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how people live in places like that. Uh-huh. Like the heat really bothers me yeah. more. And yeah, just moving somewhere completely different than I ever thought I uh-huh. would. Um, and that Jeremiah definitely didn't think I would either, at yeah. fir- you know, at first. And so, yeah, that's been a big one. Like I think anytime you can move locations Mm -hmm. physically yeah like you learn a lot about yourself and like how many things you thought were just the way that you liked them is just really because that's where you were yeah you know Uh and you you open your horizons a little bit Uh um another like like silly little ones is i loathed any kind of seafood as a child like throw up could not even handle it and now i do like some kinds of fish and i love shellfish i love like lobster and crab and oh i feel like that's a more particular i do not care for shellfish see that's how jeremiah is too now he likes salmon and different Uh things like that but he is not Uh a fan of the shellfish what was the was there a particular turning Um, point i think just traveling and eating it in other places other than eating different preparations yeah and like where it's fresher (laughs) um midwest doesn't get like the freshest seafood unless you want trout right So that's one thing. And then just, yeah, being willing to try it and not be like, because I definitely was like, nope, I don't like seafood. I'm not even having that. But yeah, like trying lobster for the first time. I think our friends made us like a surf and turf for New Year's one Uh year. um, And I had lobster tail like on the grill and was Uh like, oh, Oh, okay. Nice. I'll let you show me. Okay. So that and beer. I actually never liked beer at all until I was like 30 and living out here. Okay. Yeah. And And I got into like some craft beers and stuff like that. I was like, oh, it doesn't just have to be like Miller Lite. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Again, Wisconsin. All that stuff that is at the college parties. That's actually not really beer. um, No, my boyfriend (laughs) will get me like a nice bottle of Bacardi (laughs) and I will mix it with Coke. Thank you very much. (laughs) So... Okay. Yeah, so that those are two things I've really changed okay. quite a bit where I would not even, I yeah. was like, no, I just already know I'm a person who does not like right. that. Right. So now when people are like, oh, I hate coffee or I hate, but uh-huh. I'm just like, no, but right. maybe try it. But maybe. <laughs> yeah, so. like when adults won't try a food. Right. I find that kind of weird now. I do find it, I do find it frustrating yes. when it's like clearly you haven't 
actually like really try yeah. it or try different ways yes. or like this could be bringing enjoyment to right life. and when i'm telling you like because i remember my friend being like no let me make it on the grill yeah we'll do the whole the clarified butter and lemon uh-huh. that you can dip it like you've i don't think you've ever actually had like good seafood right right this and is I'm like okay i will let you try to change my mind but right. i don't like when people are just like nope right nope yeah like a toddler <laughs> yes <laughs> so <laughs> Um, okay. I've got three examples as well. So I have gone, this is probably in the last three years from a very irregular flosser, like maybe like once a week to a daily, like committed daily flosser. Good job, Kels. Well, thank you. But I will say what made the change for me was discovering those little floss sticks. Yeah. Those make a big difference. I in particular have found, I think it's the Dintech brand. Mm -hmm. There's some brands like they break or they have a weird shape. Like Mm -hmm. you have to find the one that works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. It was just like, I hated having that like string wrapped around my fingers that my circulation was being cut off. Not fun. And you like, and now I can like floss with just the one hand and I can be like, have my book on the bathroom counter. Like I can kind of oh, be yeah. doing something mm-hmm. else. Um, or I'm like flossing, maybe this is kind of gross. I'm like flossing as I'm like getting the boys pajamas out for them. Like I can multitask. Yeah. I, I hated the feeling of it. I'm like, like slobbering. my are trapped. Yeah. Slobber is coming totally. out and like, I can't do anything else. And string right. in ah. your mouth. <laughs> it's just, it is like very poorly engineered. It's so true. So, the floss sticks have made a big difference. And now I'm like, I can't stand not flossing. Okay. Like if I miss a night, I am just like, oh, like you I can't wait to floss again. Mm-hmm. So all right, that's a big change. Um, also a change that has definitely happened. I mean, since starting this podcast, I've re-listened to like past episodes where I talked about being so committed to my daily coffee. Yeah. And I am no longer a committed yeah. daily coffee drinker. I know we had to fight. Uh, yeah. We had a fight on one of these episodes. <laughs> and I'm not even consistently drinking tea. Like I'm in this weird place right now where I don't have like a consistent like a morning, morning drink. beverage. Oh man. And I love the idea of a morning yeah. beverage. I think it's just, I went through this thing. I discovered a tea that I really loved. Then they stopped making the tea. Mm. And then it's like, I, I have, I have not found the replacement yeah. that I enjoy like as consistently, like I'll get a box of tea. I'll be like, okay, this is working. This is fine. But like when it comes to replace it, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. was I loving that? So like try something different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't just like get my groove down. Yeah. Um, but I will say the benefit is that then I feel like I don't depend on a morning yeah. cup of caffeine mm-hmm. every day, which mm-hmm. that feels good. Yeah. Um, but I do kind of like, I miss kind the of ritual. Like, of yeah, it. exactly. Um, and I will say the last thing that I have become unset um, is I used to like categorically not read mystery novels or romance novels. Mm. I just felt like with mystery, I was like, nope, it's going to be too gruesome, too scary, too oh, suspenseful, uh-huh. like not for me. Um, and romance, I mean, just those covers. With yeah, the long haired <laughs> the Fabio on the- guy. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, is this going to be well written? Right. I'm not getting the sense that it is. And I don't want to be seen reading this. <laughs> I you am know? not getting the sense that it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, what the cover is telling me. Because for me, like something has to be at yeah. least well written. I will say like- those two categories really were out for me too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Except like Twilight. Right. Like that was like the first thing like that, that I was like, well, I have to read this. Everybody's reading it. Yes, exactly. Like just kind of these like seem like very like niche genres that I don't know, like 50 plus year old women are reading. Right. Um, 
but I have totally changed my tune. I especially have found that I love mysteries. Um, You know, I think that some can get gruesome and scary, Mm -hmm. but it seems like most of them, I mean, there's like just a whole genre of like cozy mysteries. It's just more about like the unknown. It's not so much like... Yeah, it's like plot twists and characters where it's like my favorite are like by page 10... Someone that you didn't know before is dead. Yeah. In some very straightforward way. Right. And, and now, now that's it's about solving it. Exactly. <laughs> and like the quirky detective yes. and their relationships and things like that. So that is lovely. And and I found that I am also able to read ones that are a bit more gruesome. Um, you know, I don't know. I've just found like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out I can kind of handle mm-hmm. that, like in this context okay. and still enjoy it. Okay. Um, I cannot remember what was the first romance novel that I read, but I feel like it's been in the last two or three Like the years. Royal We? Yeah, maybe. Not so much like the, what you call it? I don't know. Like that's the shirtless man. That's not so much romance. I mean, I will enjoy oh, you like a just good, like a full on. I will enjoy some good explicit sex. Okay, in a book. Okay, um, so I can't. It remember. needs to be well written. <laughs> well written. It needs to be believable. Yeah, and I think that it was just discovering. And I, I wish I could think of the first couple that maybe I've read. And and these are probably like I'll read maybe a handful a year. Yeah. It's not like something I'm reading yeah. all the time. But just discovering that romance novels can have strong female characters. I yes. think that was the thing yeah. too, where I was just like, is this just going to be so gendered right. Right. and just all like her whole thing is just falling in love. Right. And right. you know, I was like, I can't abide by that. Um, can have strong female characters, can have good plot plus can have good sex yeah and i will say an example of this are the books by jasmine guillory okay um the wedding date the proposal and i'm currently listening to the wedding party listening to it listening that's a whole nother level i've listened to all of these (laughs) it's the same reader she's excellent it's just good like very strong female characters like very successful the modern romance novel yeah no i don't want any throbbing members i don't need to know about the throbbing member oh my gosh can i tell you one of the book doesn't need to be based around one of of these no there's none of that there's like this this particular phrase that i remember reading in one of these like you know like you know still okay but more towards that like uh, romance like his column of manhood no no thank you and i toss it across <laughs> that's amazing all of the ways that they get around that yeah i would say the other thing maybe that contributed this is listening to the hashtag am writing podcast uh-huh. and they have a feature like return feature guest um serena bowen that is her pen name and she writes romance novels. Oh, okay just like hearing her talk about yeah. the writing process in such a serious yeah. way like you're a real author yeah kind of open like oh okay like there are people putting in like doing good work effort. there yeah, in that exactly. genre exactly we salute you we, sure we salute do. you good writers in the romance <laughs> yeah. Genre. Yes. I'm going to check that out. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Tell me what you are obsessed with lately. So I am just upset. This is a quick one because you probably, a lot of you know what this is, but I am back on Goodreads. So yes. you can look for me there. I just, right. I realized I was keeping notes in my phone of uh-huh. all the books that I read in a yeah. month and wanting to make goals to read more. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, why am I not using Goodreads? Right. I had used it before and then I think we got the girls and it just felt like another yeah. app to keep up right. with. And now I'm enjoying that. So awesome. back on the Goodreads. Okay, that's fun. Well, I am obsessed with my new Fitbit. Yeah, you are. I am wearing that's it. Good. It is the Fitbit Charge 3. So it's not like the newest like Apple Watch looking one. It's kind of a more simple one. But I had been kind of thinking about one for a long time. You know it takes me forever mm-hmm. to buy things. But I was like, I would just be curious to know 
how much activity I'm getting in a day. And also the tracking sleep was Mm -hmm. very intriguing Mm -hmm. to me. Um, so anyway, finally was like, yes, I think I'm going to get one for myself. I actually found this. It was like new, barely used on Craigslist. So even Perfect. didn't have to pay full price. Perfect. And I am now like obsessed with getting my 10,000 steps a day. And in fact, I made it my 2020, like a daily 2020 nice. goal. I'm like, There's something about that like carrot dangling, yeah. right? Yeah. I am very motivated by data. Yeah. So that is like, I like pushing it. my data buttons. <laughs> totally. <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> right. Pun totally intended. Um, okay. I have one quick bit of neighborhood news. I'll okay. be curious if you've noticed this at all. I have noticed um, that like at night, so in particular, there's like one instance in particular, but then it's a general thing too. Our like behind us neighbor, mm-hmm. it is Saw Guy for mm-hmm. longtime listeners. Uh-huh. I will just notice, especially these darker evenings, like, you know, the... Uh, you know, it's dark outside, so you can see into their house a little bit. They have such harsh lighting in their yes, kitchen. I know it this is, phenomenon. It is like, it is like, um, like institutional. Yes. And I think the problem is, is that when you go to pick out a light bulb, mm-hmm. some are like warm, mm-hmm. soft, some say daylight. And that sounds like a good idea. And it's not. Because everyone wants natural light. Yes. It turns out that's no. like super you harsh need warm and blue. Lighting. Yes, you need warm. I call those houses fish tank houses. Oh, yes. I say it to Jeremiah and it drives me it drives him crazy because I'm so obsessed. Yeah. Like he'll pick up light bulbs uh-huh. and he sees me like feverishly looking yeah. at the light bulb. He's like, it's not a fish tank light bulb. <laughs> Because it is so, that is like so unsettling to me, that kind of lighting. I just, like, I want to drop off some light bulbs. I'm just like, you don't know how your life would be better. Like your house would be so much cozier. I just cannot imagine like harsh overhead lighting. Like target dressing room lighting through your whole house. Yes. You'll just see it like through someone's window in their front room. And you're just like, And everything looks like a little bit blue. Yeah. Oh, yes, totally. Very cool. Yeah. That's not cozy. That's not cozy. Makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) It does. It does me as well. I just, I want to drop off like a little nice note. It's like, you probably don't even realize this, but this little change will really change your life. (laughs) Right. Or there's a wife real mad at her husband that got all like expensive LED blue light. I could see that too. And then he's like, no, it was too expensive. (laughs) Sorry. We got to wait 20 years till they (laughs) run out. (laughs) Totally. Well, I think that's all we have. I think that's it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, everyone. If you would like to find us in between shows, connect with us on Instagram, where Hi Girls Next Door, and find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. You can also send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our archives at girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Hello, it's just Kelsey. I'm getting all set up, waiting for Erita. Er, Erita. That is not my podcast co-host. <laughs> the podcast tunnel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I may have podcast coffee today. All right. It's okay. I apologize in advance. That's fine. My magical editing skills will make it <laughs> as if it never happened. I mean throw, throw bubble. bubble. What? <laughs>